Welcome to Last Week on the Internet. I'm Jake, and with me as always is Fonz. Hey. And we are doing a review of the last week on the internet, as the name suggests. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just talking about, you know, really anything that might have happened in uh, social media or anything tech-oriented or really anything that we think is cool and funny. Um, if you didn't check out our last one, check that out. Uh, the levels might be a little off, so we're trying to fix that. We're, you know, it's a, it's in process, in the process of, you know, getting it all sorted out. Yeah. But um, we're going to start just like last time with sports stuff, because what better way to draw in that tech crowd than to talk about things we don't know much about? Yeah. <laughs> um, so recently in the news or in the internet news, it was... Uh, Colin Kaepernick, who got in a little bit of uh, hot water for refusing to stand up during the national anthem. He said he's not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. Uh, And he he continued that this is bigger than football and it would be selfish on his part to look the other way, that there's bodies in the street and people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. So... He he got a lot of criticism. He got a lot of flack for that. Uh, people were pretty upset with not him not showing uh, respect in the flag, respect in the country, and especially uh, I saw some people were angry that he's making all this money. Like he should show respect. Like he he should you know just stand for the national anthem. How do you feel about that, Fonz? Yeah, uh, I think it's interesting how people are you know connecting the dots here with being an nfl player and getting paid x number of dollars and how that means you have to basically be their puppet or like you know do whatever it is they want you to do um you know he's still a human being he had his own opinions and beliefs and whatnot and decided to you know make a small silent protest about how he felt about the current state of our society in america and you know speaking from regarding like how big of a platform the nfl is in america that was a pretty good if you're trying to reach a wide audience that was a pretty good you know pretty good way to go about it without being completely disrespectful in the sense that you know he wasn't doing anything crazy like flicking off the crowd or you know burning a flag on the field or anything like that he that would have been really interesting (laughs) yeah see now Uh, i could understand him catching some flack for that but he just decided to sit down and not stand during the national anthem which in the grand scheme of things i feel like isn't that big of a deal i'm imagining him if he he like if someone not him or just someone in general burned a flag on the field I i just imagine people coming away and being like that was the strangest halftime show yeah. <laughs> I have ever seen. It would be so shocking that people would just yeah. be like, "Oh, that was that was a part of the the show." Those were interesting pyrotechnics. Yeah. <laughs> <It> was, uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, I I think it's so strange. I agree with you that like it wasn't like he was doing anything offensive. He's just he's a human being. He has his own ideas, his own thoughts. Like he just was wasn't standing. And you know that's not that big of a deal, in my opinion. I don't, I don't know. But people thought, like, people were up at arms like, about that. I, but it, it, to to be fair, like, there were like there was a ton of support for him and like people backing him up. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so much support that I don't know if you saw this that 
his jersey sales like spiked like yeah. super super hard uh yeah he he was uh man this is more we are not sports people but he was a backup quarterback so i think they're the ones that throw the ball i'm not sure <laughs> but um yeah so he he's a back he was a backup quarterback and he didn't have a particularly good year last year is what i'm told from this article i'm reading right now <laughs> and um and now he's he's got two jerseys in the top 10 and that's mainly just from people buying his jerseys to like show their support which is awesome that's super cool and i'm sure the nfl is loving it (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i mean Uh, it's definitely awesome that he was able to make such a large impact but i think the flack that he's getting over it is kind of misdirected because in the grand scheme of things his only decision you know in order to exhibit his beliefs was to sit down during the national anthem he didn't do anything crazy. So ultimately, this whole snowball effect that's happening is coming from fans and from critics that, you know, were displeased with his decision. The whole the whole like storm swarming around this isn't really based on him. He, you know, simply decided to sit down and he did make a public statement and say, you know, why he decided to do it. But that was it. That was pretty much the end of it as far as he's concerned, you know, like as far as his input on the situation. Whenever, whenever you're starting a conversation that is as uncomfortable as police brutality and yeah. specifically racism in the police task force, uh, you're definitely gonna anger a few people. But I definitely think like uh, it's been, it, it's been in the news for the past like year or two at this point, mm-hmm. and I feel like people are gonna keep bringing it up. I I, I don't know. People get like a like weird or uncomfortable or something about talking about the police and uh, anything not positive about them. Sort right. of like the the same thing. Like if people get uncomfortable about talking about the army and if you have any sort of criticism for that, like they they think that you're attacking the people themselves when you're really sort of attacking or criticizing the structure. Not particularly. I'm not when when. The, the police are criticized we're not singling out your uncle who's a cop right they're just saying the way that the system is currently set up is not maybe the best ways yeah that it could be yeah the whole idea is to kind of promote a change in the system not necessarily saying like well that one cop right there is a terrible person it's not right. necessarily about that it's it's you know especially even with his like once again very small silent protest even with something like that he's not you know it's not like he was decided oh i'm gonna i don't know wear a jersey that says all cops suck or something like that you know it wasn't it wasn't directed towards that it's more of a big picture kind of idea right and uh i think because i i think i added the the cop thing he didn't specifically single out police but um yeah Yeah, that, that is true that is yeah um, but um, I think that's probably included in what some of he, the things he is protesting. Right. But uh, I know I lost track of what I was going to say. But just I'm 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 glad for uh, when people do like a protest like this, and it kind of brings it to the front because I I, I, I realize that people often like single out like oh is it is that protest particularly like should he be doing that? But then like just slightly in the background, people are like oh also like people are people being oppressed like let's talk about that a little bit too yeah 
people usually talk about like that the protest itself but then they also like talk about the issues a little bit too which i really appreciate right yeah so i mean overall i i would definitely say even no matter how small you know taking it to something like the nfl with such a big platform and such a wide reach at least in in america in the united states i think you know i would definitely support his ideas i mean even if I don't know to a degree even if you don't necessarily agree with whatever his ideals are you have to respect him for being a human with his own thoughts beliefs and values and then taking it upon himself to make a decision to voice that without actually of course voicing it because he didn't really say anything but you know right it, it takes a certain amount of bravery and i think he's owed a certain amount of respect for going out of his way to you know stand up not literally but stand up for what he believes in exactly yeah do you want to with that in mind talk about uh another athlete that was in the news this past week oh yes so hmm. ooh, more interactions with sportball players um this time with less sports though yeah <laughs> less about the sports only only slightly related um at least in the last story, he was on the field when he was doing it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Lena Dunham's interaction with the New York Giants receiver Odell Beckham Jr. Um, so, she was at a, at an awards gala uh, and gave a little bit of insight to her experience in an interview with Amy Schumer. Um, now, overall, I feel like it should be prefaced with the fact that this whole back and forth isn't really so much of a back and forth as Odell Beckham Jr. as of now anyway. Not only did not do anything at the time, and he has not really spoken on the matter or like the incident at all since. Probably the best choice that he could Yeah, make. yeah, because overall in the big picture, it's kind of just her getting in her head. So yeah. in her interview, this... yeah, in her interview, she said that she was sitting next to Odell Beckham Jr. and and. This is her quote from her interview. It was amazing because he looked at me and determined that I was not the shape of a woman by his standards. He was like, that's a marshmallow. That's a child. That's a dog. It wasn't mean. He just seemed confused. So, yeah, yeah, that's definitely, uh, I don't know, a large amount of your own personal insecurities, thoughts, and ideas definitely being projected like projected on another person and kind of calling them out for thinking things that they may or may not actually be thinking. I think the, the a major interesting part about this is she was, she says, you know, she was wearing a tuxedo and he was just on his phone. So he like looked up from his phone and then looked back down at his phone. And we all know you, he could have been doing anything on his phone. He could have been playing angry birds. He could have been catching some Pokemon. Who knows? (laughs) uh, That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And so she's, you know, kind of getting in her own head about catching balls and Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's kind of like getting in her head about this whole situation and definitely not the greatest call to, you know, go on an interview with someone and be like, yeah, this is definitely what this person was thinking. You'll never know what someone was thinking unless they decide yeah. to say it to you. You definitely want to, you want to try to avoid telling other people or telling people in general what they were thinking. It does, it, it doesn't usually work out for you. No. And yeah, you know, this also brings up the whole thing that I feel like a lot of people struggle with and that's the idea that you're allowed to think something and not say it out loud. You don't have yeah. to tell everyone all of your thoughts. It's perfectly keep those okay. Sides, keep 
keep those thoughts deep deep inside and just live with them <laughs> yeah um to be fair though she did apologize and i feel like overall uh she posted like that an instagram apology and i feel like overall it's pretty much resolved itself uh yeah i would say so i mean it kind of sounds like you know she was feeling insecure about maybe the way that she was dressed or maybe the people that she was around and you know we all have little you know whether it be an yeah whether it be like an anxiety about something or you're like in a place with a bunch of people you might not know and you're kind of you know having these thoughts or these insecurities about yourself that happens to everybody but not everybody goes and just like says these things on an interview especially not someone with a certain amount of you know fame behind them and that's the other interesting thing is that i mean don't get me wrong i love lena dunham's work but she's really not that famous like in the grand scheme of things yeah and she you know maybe she was thinking or feeling insulted because he looked up at her and didn't recognize her i mean who knows well to a degree we know what she was thinking because she told everyone but but, Uh... you know you have to remember in the in the grand scheme of things she's not like tom cruise or something like that you know she's not yeah to a point where she doesn't have that name recognition right she's not to a point where literally i feel like at least in america almost anyone could see tom cruise and notice that it's tom cruise right whereas with her probably not the case yeah well it's, it's not the most helpful when and uh i don't mean this in an offensive way but like i was talking about this yesterday with some friends and one of them didn't know who Lena Dunham was, and then we were like, oh, she does the show Girls, and that did not help him. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I mean, the other thing And then you, you, can't go, you can't go much further than that. You can be like, oh, she's also in... Nope, that's the thing. That's her. That's the, the main thing she's in. Yeah, and Girls, I mean, it's only on HBO. It's not on, like... You know, you have right. to pay... Uh, you have to go out of your way to pay for HBO, and then, out of all the things available on HBO, you have to go out of your way to find this show. So it's Yeah, just to like, watch specifically girls. Exactly. It's not like, you know, she's in, I don't know, something like The Big Bang Theory, something like... You can be flipping through the channels and see that. Yeah. You know what I should have said when he was asking who she was? I'd be like, oh, yeah, she she's in Girls. And he, when he didn't know that, I should have been like, oh, the guy from uh, Star Wars. He's totally in that. The bad oh, guy from the yeah. new Star Wars. Totally in that show. Dates Lee and Dunham in the yeah. show. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Honestly, that, that would... <laughs> might have tied it in. Yeah, that would have helped him. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, like you said, she did release an apology and basically acknowledged the fact that she was feeling, you know, she kind of projected some insecurities onto him and all this other stuff because that's that's the other thing. He never said anything then and he hasn't said anything now. So like, who knows, man? The guy could have just been out to lunch just not paying attention at all, you know? Just thinking yeah. about his mind could have just been anywhere. Yeah. Uh and uh since since she's basically apologized, I think uh much like we're about to do, I think the rest of the, the internet should uh move on. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Transitions. There we go. <laughs> well, well, we're moving on, but related. Uh, um, so, interestingly enough, she posted her apology like on Instagram. Yeah. And as far as I understand, she did one of those things where you like write a note. Oh no! Okay, yeah. so she she didn't do the thing where you write a note and take a screenshot and post it on Instagram. But that's very similar to you know what she did. Sorry. Hmm. I, we can get to what you're about to talk about, but before we move on, we're getting close. Don't worry. I promise. <laughs> um, she did the the weird, like, 
post a picture that's like kind of related, kind of not related, which yeah. is, I think this is connects to what you're, what you're about to talk about. But I just always find that interesting. And also like apologizing on Instagram. I realize it's convenient, but it's always weird to me. Yeah. It's like, here's my apology. Also, here's a picture of my cat. Yeah. It does seem to have like a lack of sensitivity there because, yeah. I mean, I understand as a celebrity, that's, you know, arguably one of your best ways to reach the most people would be like Instagram or Twitter or something like that. Because especially if that's where the whole incident or like whatever the encounter is, is happening, you know, if the whole tiff is happening on Twitter or on Instagram or whatever, then it makes sense that you would make the apology there. But it seems like half-hearted because in the grand scheme of things, Instagram is just like a picture app for like 14 year olds. So (laughs) it's like, it's not, I don't know. It seems less professional, if you will. But, you offended all of our Instagram followers. <laughs> but then, I mean, on the same hand, I guess we're not necessarily talking about the most professional incident anyway. It's not like, yeah. you know, this was an incident that happened between two businessmen or something like that. You know, we're talking yeah. about a football player and a celebrity. So Right. Yeah. But, yeah, no. So I was originally under the impression that she did the whole thing where, and it especially, it seems like iPhone users do this a lot. And they open up the Notes app in iOS and, like, write a note and then take a screenshot of it and post it on Instagram because it's difficult to write long things on Instagram. And right. that's because that's not what the platform was designed for. And that, that brings me into the, the, the problem that I have with long-form Twitter writing. <laughs> because, tell me your yeah tell me your thoughts that's not necessarily what the platform was made for so i find it very peculiar or interesting when people do the whole thing okay i don't use twitter so i'm not 100 percent sure on how many characters you can have now because they've changed it where like urls don't count and like hashtags do and don't count i don't know but it's like 140 uh, or something i'm glad that we're like experts on everything we're talking about yeah <laughs> so far sports twitter yeah. instagram <laughs> we're prefacing all of our topics by saying we don't know about this but yeah. <laughs> uh. but um so you know you'll see these compilations of screenshots of several tweets written that are supposed to be read in order like chronologically and uh-huh. i find it strange that the internet as a whole moved away from things like blogging and like starting your own website. Cause of course I'm sure we all remember when that was like a really big deal, like starting your own website and you had to pay for hosting and all this other stuff. And then you had like websites that would host blogs for you for free. And then everyone wanted to have a blog, you know, like blogger, live journal, WordPress, all that stuff. And then we moved to more quippy short things like how Tumblr is like microblogging. So, It's, you know, pictures and all this other stuff, but it's not really any, I don't know, in-depth content. It's kind of just like quick things for you to flick through really quickly. And then you have Twitter, which is the epitome of that, where it's just like very, very short messages. And then it's like we've come full circle where people are trying to write blog posts on Twitter. And it's like, why (laughs) wouldn't you just start a blog or like some other platform where you can write these long posts? Because that's kind of what blogs are for. I just had an amazing idea. Hmm. Tell me if you want to go in on this business venture with me. And if anyone else out, out there wants to join in, feel free. We're we're inclusive on last week on the internet. Yeah. Um, but we're just going to create the opposite of all of these, like, sort of, like, short, shorter uh, websites or 
platforms. Mm-hmm. So instead of Twitter, we'll have a like a text-based service called Ramble, where you have to have a minimum <laughs> of like 250 <laughs> characters or something <laughs> like that. And then instead of like Vine, where I think it's like 12 seconds or something like that, yeah. we'll have um we'll have like root or something like tree i don't know something plant-based where grape yeah grape what did you say grape (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay we'll have we'll have vineyard where you have to play uh you have to um your video has to be at least 10 minutes long (laughs) see i feel like we should Uh, we should do this i'm 100 percent in uh, but we gotta ramp it up like instead of the writing platform only being 250 characters it needs to be like 200 10 pages yeah it needs you have to like uh, you have to write a five page essay oh man and it needs to have sources at the end you need to cite yeah. your sources and then for the video thing it's 10 minutes is not quite long enough you need an hour of video you have to you have to post full featured movies yeah there needs Which to be credits, credits at the end yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there's not credits at the end your your video is getting denied from the site We'll have a version of Snapchat where instead of the picture, you can view it one time. It's that's it. It's that's which basically just like a regular picture <laughs> service where you just send pictures and you have them forever. <laughs> so instead, of that that maybe that idea needs to be fleshed out. That one does. That no, specific, see, see specific the facet. <laughs> the difference with ours is it has a similarity to. You. A similarity to the old Snapchat, where you still have to hold your thumb on the screen <laughs> to see it. <laughs> so you just hold your thumb on your screen forever to just look at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then the that what would be what would be even worse? Just like Snapchat, where you when you're viewing someone's story, you have to start from the beginning. Yeah. When you view someone's story, you have to start from the very beginning of their story. <laughs> <laughs> from the beginning of all time. Of all time, yeah, of all stories. <laughs> oh man i feel like we're onto something yeah (laughs) this sounds like Uh, a very lucrative venture i think that millennials will specifically love it oh yeah but Uh, so speaking of video platforms our (laughs) our everyone's favorite video platform has brought itself back into the controversial limelight with um youtube censorship and i know you were saying earlier that you hadn't heard much about this so it's interesting in the sense that you can't necessarily I don't know. Calling it YouTube censorship is kind of jumping to a conclusion here. But basically what happened is, so when your videos on YouTube are monetized, they play ads and you get ad revenue based on how many clicks you get on your ads. And um, basically advertisers kind of get to pick and choose, you know, do I want to have my, I don't know, Dove soap ad on a video of a girl who's doing maybe like a makeup tutorial where that seems related or some guy, I don't know, talking about vaping. You know, that doesn't really make much sense. So they can kind of choose which videos they want to have which ads play on to, Uh you know, help entice the viewer to click the video. So basically, about a week ago, if that, um, YouTubers were getting their videos demonetized because advertisers were saying that it's not ad friendly you know videos that might be about something controversial they Uh were advertised youtube was basically pulling their monetization because they said that the content of the video is not friendly to advertisers so basically you know saying in short no one will want to put ads on this video so we're gonna not allow you to it's not even to the point where they're saying yeah this might be sketchy but we'll see what you can get it's it's pretty much just like well 
no, this this isn't something that advertisers are even going to want to use. So we're gonna we're gonna pull the monetization from your video. And the major problem is, as I'm sure a lot of people know, there are some people that have basically made a career out of their YouTube, you know, their YouTubing account. So if a mass amount of your videos just suddenly become demonetized, that's money that you're no longer making. Yeah, that is pretty crappy. So people are jumping to kind of jumping into the conclusion that this is a way of YouTube censoring them because it's kind of saying, well, if you want to make money, you can't talk about these things, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's not only, you know, wild and crazy stuff like uh, there was a release that said, you know, what particular things can't be in the videos or like what things will make it not ad friendly and it was things you know some things are blatantly obvious like sexually suggestive or things like that and then some things not so much because you know something like using vulgar language like cursing a lot in your video could Mm. make you not get monetized or you know make it not advertiser friendly and it's kind of just like well i could understand if this was network television and you know oh, we got to get the ratings down. But the whole idea of YouTube was that you can kind of do and say whatever you please. And, you know, it's kind of the the subculture of watching TV was that now there's this YouTube thing where people who can't necessarily just make their own television network kind of can online. Right. With that being said, though, isn't YouTube is the one that is finding these ads, the, the sponsors... It's not like it's not up to you as a YouTuber to find advertisements for your videos. Right. Yeah, YouTube so, handles it. In that sense, it's kind of like the the in the TV uh, analogy, it's like the network finds the sponsors, the shows don't find the sponsors. They just produce the uh, entertainment and then the ad adds on later. It's Yeah. So if a if a and I'm not trying to defend YouTube, I'm but I kind of am in this in yeah. this uh but yeah, they it's like they are finding ads, and so if they have some sort of thing that they don't particularly, that an advertiser might find offensive or wouldn't want their ad attached to, I kind of feel like it's sort of in their wheelhouse or in their, like, they're allowed to say, like, well, well, we're not going to put ads on that video because advertisers might not like it. The thing I don't like about it is that usually in TV, they don't, at least they'll have, like, advertisers will say like oh we didn't like that that was offensive and then they pull ads and then they're like the tv people the producers are like oh crap we we need to change that content yeah but like youtube is sort of doing it before anything happens they're like well this could be offensive so no ads yeah pretty much and see the other issue is i can definitely agree with the, the points that you were making about youtube you know because they're the they're kind of the middleman who's going to find the ads for you it makes sense that they would be able to determine you know well you know we don't think this video is going to be able to get ads the i feel like the two kind of wrenches wrenches in the gears are that a youtube takes 45 percent of your ad revenue off the top so Mm -hmm. the downside is if they start demonetizing a lot of videos they're not only hurting you but they're hurting themselves right and then the other issue is they're not that's what i don't understand yeah yeah. the other issue is they're not being very specific about you know who gets 
demonetize and who doesn't at this point. Now, granted, it could be just kind of a thing that's taking them a little bit of time to get through. I'm sure, you know, it's not like there's a person manually watching every video and figuring this out. You know, I'm sure it's some kind of algorithm. If there is, I do want that job. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's some kind of algorithm. But, like, the problem is... My resume for that job is pretty on point. (laughs) (laughs) I put in the hours. The long hours. Lots of experience. Uh, But the issue is they're kind of not it's not really based solely on the content. It's kind of just based on just flagging things, you know, like there were a few um, videos by Boogie. Uh, I think it's Boogie 298, but um, the guy who does video game reviews and he had a few videos talking about, you know, people who are, who may be suffering from depression or suffering from suicidal thoughts and like how he was talking about how things you know can get better and talking about things or talking about ways to get past that and so overall you know i would say that's a positively aimed video but because Mm. you know he said the word suicide in it or like it's in the tags it's automatically Uh. just flagged as being like not advertiser friendly whereas Uh. i feel like you can think like to yourself without even needing youtube to be the intermediary to find you advertisers i feel like you can think to yourself of brands or like companies online that would take a video like that and want to have ads you know it could be some kind of uh you know help service for mental illness or something like that could have an ad at the beginning of that video because that's what he's talking about you know like it's relevant right yeah whereas instead it just gets demonetized right i think the real question here in 2016 is who's not using an ad blocker (laughs) yeah Uh. (laughs) that's the other thing and um that was one thing that philip defranco was talking about in his video about the whole you know advertiser friendly thing was that the way he kind of set up his channel because he's been on youtube since like 2006 the way he set up his channel is so that if everyone who watches his videos were to just run an ad blocker, his channel mm-hmm. would still be able to make money, whether that be through like merchandising, the right. things that he sells, his other channels, things like that. He's He said he's, you know, he thought about this ahead of time. Uh-huh. Because the downside about making YouTube your career is the fact that all of this stuff is based on this magical place called the internet, which essentially is just like the ether that you may or may not have control over. And one day he could just wake up and YouTube was just like, mm, no, and they just delete his channel. Yeah. <laughs> so he wanted to, you know, basically have a backup plan. Well, that's true. That's good. He's he was smart in that in that way. Yeah. So I mean, ultimately it seems like a lot of content creators on YouTube are kind of up in up in arms about this whole thing happening because there are quite a few content creators that basically make a living off of their YouTube channel. And yeah, it's not like YouTube is contacting them and being like, Hey, this video is, you know, might not be ad friendly. We want to review it and then we'll get back to you. It's kind of like you just wake up, check your channel and let's say you got a hundred videos up and like 40 of them are now just demonetized. Yeah, that 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 can be definitely scary. That that does make sense because like essentially they don't really have a boss, but if they did have a boss, if they're if they're only their their livelihood is YouTube, then the closest thing to a boss would be YouTube itself. Yeah. And if it changes its policies or anything like that. So if they're not letting them know specifically what will make them money, then that's kind of eh, not going to be that's not the best for them. Right. It's not going to be well received. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the unfortunate part about it is, in the grand scheme of things, YouTube is such a large company that eh, I really feel like it's unfortunate, but they might not care that much about people, you know, being up in arms about it because it's yeah. kind of just like, well, you know, there's millions of content creators on YouTube at on YouTube at this point, and if you take, I don't know, let's just say for example, a hundred thousand of them are, are suddenly, you know, going to boycott YouTube because their videos are getting demonetized. YouTube is still going to make money, and they probably don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's unfortunate, but I ultimately I feel like that's what's going to become of this. And if you're not someone who might have a backup plan like Philip DeFranco, it may it may change the way YouTube is as we know it. You know, it may change the way content creators either you know decide to start being advertiser friendly and like changing their content so that it's advertiser friendly or you know there's a lot of people that upload videos every day because they're making the ad revenue to be able to support themselves making a video every day and that could right. take you know that could take their channel down to well now i had to get a normal nine to five job because i can't get monetized so i'm gonna only have time to make a video every two weeks or like once a month or something like that yeah this so, I definitely feel like what you were saying, like, I kind of think that YouTube has almost like a monopoly on internet videos, because, like, what other sites are there that have, like, that are mainly video-based? Not, the, not a lot. Yeah, the only other, like, and I don't think it's big, n- nearly as big, would be, like, Vimeo. Yeah, Vimeo. But I don't think they can hold a candle to YouTube's overall size. No. Well, do you want to talk about some tech stuff? Yeah, we can. <laughs> let's talk about in this last week on the tech. Yeah, let's talk about stuff that we actually know about now. Yeah, I <laughs> um, am super duper. Let's talk. I'll go first right. and talk about the phone that I really, really like that was uh, released this past week. Mm-hmm. And then we can jump to the phone that you really, really want to talk about that's being released tomorrow. Yeah. So. <laughs> The Moto Z has a new phone in its line called the Moto Z Play. So it's supposed to be a more uh, economically friendly phone, meaning it's a little bit cheaper. Uh, It's about roughly $400. Uh, Still, it's a Verizon exclusive, uh, but it will be coming out for the rest of carriers pretty soon, in in, in about a month or so, I think is what I read. Um... But yeah, I weirdly enough, I really like this phone, and I I haven't tried it out, so I have to I have to stipulate with that. But I do really like what I I've read from the reviews I've read about it. It's it's not as like the specs aren't as beautiful because it's obviously cheaper, but um, I feel like for that price, there there's definitely a lot of competition in the the mid range phones right now. Yeah. Um, but I from what I've read, the battery is just like very good and i I, from what the things that the on time that i've seen i it makes me want to get one just to check out how good the battery actually is because i see people all the time say like oh it gets like however many hours of screen on time and then like i check that phone out and i'm like meh no it doesn't that's why yeah uh what 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 were you using for this this phone for (laughs) obviously not the 10 video games that i have going at the same time (laughs) um but yeah, if you're you're interested in that like almost stock feel, uh, Motorola has that sort of going for it. Um, what are your thoughts? It's got that uh, the battery is compared to like the just the Moto Z, 
regular. Just yeah. Moto Z, nothing. Uh, <laughs> it has a, a much better battery just compared to that one. Yeah. Uh, and think... it also has the addition of being able to use all of the other Moto Z uh, mods. Yeah, that's what I, I think is the, the most important part about this device is the fact that it is still compatible with all of the Moto mods. And don't get me wrong, I um, I do like the Moto Z and the Moto Z Force, but I find it interesting that they released this one later. I don't know. I guess maybe from a business standpoint, release the more expensive ones first so that people buy them. But um, yeah. it's interesting that they did not come out with this one right off the bat because like you were saying as far as mid-range goes it's pretty much amazing you know it doesn't yeah. it doesn't really compromise on the features of the bigger one like it's not like oh well i got the mid-range one so i can't use all the moto mods because you can it's it almost seems like you're not really losing out on much except for like half the cost yeah uh also i one thing i forgot to mention is it has a headphone jack yeah so that's pretty cool. Which is also, um, to me, that felt like Motorola. I mean, I realized with the with the release of these phones being so close, it, it's not mm-hmm. fathomable that they had not thought of this one yet, but it kind of yeah. feels like they were backtracking. Like they were uh, like, a oh, little bit. Man. <laughs> yeah, it feels like they were like, oh man, people really didn't like that. Maybe we should oh. release one with a headphone jack. Oh, oh wait, they, they wanted a headphone yeah. jack? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that's, I mean, honestly... I, they also didn't do a very good job of, or at least if I felt like this, advertising it because I didn't know about this phone. I like roughly heard, I read a little bit about it, but I didn't know about it until you told me about it. And then I was looking it up and I was like, man, I know you're not supposed to buy a phone at this this month. But, at this ah, critical that, point in time. Right before the new uh, iPhones drop. Yeah. yeah. But uh before you at least look at them. But yeah, I, I was like, maybe that's my next phone. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, it definitely is an interesting phone. I like I like what it offers. Yeah, the I do know that it has like a lower screen resolution. Ultimately, I don't know, in real world in real world use, unless that's something that really sticks out to you having a quad H D resolution screen, then it's probably something that you won't notice. Yeah. So it doesn't really seem like you're losing out on that. I was reading about like the technology of the screen. Um, If I remember correctly, it does have the same AMOLED screen as the flagships. So you're really not losing much, you know, regarding the actual screen except for the resolution. And that's what I was saying before. I feel like you're not compromising on very much. It kind of seems like you're gaining. I mean, I understand that the point of the Moto Z the regular Moto Z, I don't know, um, was that it was crazy thin. Right. You, that's the thing that I, I, I was thinking too, is that like the things that you're compromising on, I feel like they added things that I cared more about. Uh, they, like they, they lowered, they have a a slower processor and they have like one gig less of Ram, Mm -hmm. but then you get like the headphone jack and you get a bigger battery and like, it also uses the mods, which which is expected. They took they said that they were gonna. Oh, allegedly from here on out, every Motorola phone is going to be able to use the mods. Whether oh, okay. that's true or not, we'll see. Is to be seen. Yeah. Whether Motorola stays a company. Is I was also gonna. True. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Whether or not Motorola <laughs> makes any more phones is yet yeah, to be yeah. seen. This could easily be their last line, and then they were definitely telling the truth then, because yeah. 
all future phones use the <laughs> use the mods. They kept their word. The play. Yeah, that was it. That was the only future phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It was also. I mean, depending on how much. I feel like a lot of people care about their uh, their camera on their phone. I was also reading that I believe Hasselblad is coming out with like a new mod that you can. It basically turns your uh, phone into the same quality of like a compact camera, like a point and shoot. I think yeah, is that not awesome. already out? Is oh, that not already out? Uh, I thought it was coming out, but it may already be out. I'm not sure. Huh. Well, yeah, but that that is true. That's coming out. So they're already they've come through with two of their pro- promises. The next mm, Moto phone that comes out will use the mods, which yeah. technically is true with the play. Mm-hmm. And uh, there will be other developer developed. That's not the right. That's not, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there will be uh, <laughs> manufacturer developed. Thank you. Yeah. There will be other manufacturer developed uh, mods. Yeah. which there is so only one <laughs> yeah so far but it's only been out for a month so i didn't think it would be that fast that there'd be another mod out yeah no i didn't either um also pretty i'm pretty impressed sh- with that being said though a little bit of criticism i'm pretty sure that new mod is pretty expensive what's the name of the company uh hasselblad they do make very expensive cameras they're known yeah. for their medium format cameras so no it definitely would not surprise me if that if that little mod is pretty pricey yeah it's not as expensive as i thought as i thought i had read before but Mm -hmm. uh you can buy it uh from verizon stores for 250 dollars okay i don't know that with that being said what's the price of like a compact camera (laughs) yeah not 250 dollars yeah uh i feel like i've I've bought better cameras for cheaper, but yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely paying... See, now, at this point, you're getting double tax because you're already paying the Hasselblad ta- tax for getting a Hasselblad, and then now you're paying extra for it being, like, a little mod. Yeah. That's my main, like, pain about... Or, like, my main criticism about the mods is that, like, they're all really interesting, but, like, there's other things that do everything that they do. There's nothing that's like exclusive, like only a mod could do so far. Right. Like there's the battery pack and then like in you already have battery packs. You don't have battery packs necessarily that attach straight to your phone yeah. and like clip on, but like you have uh you already have you can buy cheaper battery packs that hold more charge. Yeah. Uh with the like the the moto styles, those those you can just buy a case. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing specifically exclusive to the Motorola line. Right, and that's one thing that I feel like... See, I, it seems like they're trying to play on these mods as being parts of your phone. And in a way... See, you also have to remember that the Moto Z is like semi-modular. Because you can't... You get to a point where you can't take anything off, of course. Like, you can't disassemble the actual phone. But I, I'm waiting for the sorry, I'm waiting for the the moment where you can build your phone like you can build a computer. Yeah. See, that would be awesome. And then like I feel like the issue with the mods is that yeah, they all connect to your phone and yeah, at, like you were just saying, they're devices that already exist, but like it feels like they're trying to market it market these things as, you know, oh, I already have my phone and let's say let's say just for example you have the camera mod and the the speaker mod and the battery mod. Now I'm going to go out for the day and be gone for a while. I have to put all these things in my bag or wherever right. you decide to keep them, just as I would if these were standalone objects. So it's not really saving me any space at all. You know, like I could easily just also bring a camera, a Bluetooth speaker and a 
charging pack, and they're going to take up roughly the same amount of space. Right. So, you know, it's nothing crazy. And then yeah. if, if you did have them as standalone objects, not only would they be cheaper, but now, like, let's say I want to use the Bluetooth speaker and the camera thing at the same time, I can only use one because I can only click it on that is click one true. on the back of my phone, you know? Right. Because, you know, I need to be jamming out while I'm taking pics. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, Google, what, I know you're listening. They're a strong follower of ours. Yeah. But I'm waiting on you guys to make that phone that, like, you pick the kind of graphic card you want and the kind of camera you want and the kind of how much RAM you want in your phone. Like, yeah. that, that day is coming. I believe it in my heart. I have to. <laughs> but, uh, I, like, that would be so amazing. Just think, like, oh, I don't use my camera that much. I'm just going to put a crappy camera in there. And, like, oh, yeah. I play a lot of games, so, like, I'm going to make sure I have a decent processor and a pretty good graphic card you know you, whatever you your specific needs are you build the phone to that yeah and it's like like you were saying it's like the equivalent of building a computer as opposed to like buying a laptop for example i'm pretty sure google is working on that that camera or that kind of phone i can't remember the name of it but yeah i think it let me yeah google's uh what was it it's like the avi or the uh, uh no it was called project aura, aura. yeah project aura and see that was something that we were going to talk about next week but we're i'm gonna oh, have to bad. i'm gonna have to spoil we'll keep it for that. you no, no 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 we'll keep it for next week save okay. it for next week we're keeping it for next week keeping the so keeping stay our, tuned yeah our two listeners keeping them tuned tuned <laughs> in waiting on that next week's show love but, you mom and dad <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well speaking of phones today uh, is tuesday the 6th i should have known that faster um tomorrow <laughs> the 7th wednesday will be the release of the iphone 7 and well not and the release this, sorry the um the, the announcement the release of the specs yeah yeah at yeah. this point you really should be wondering to yourself why are they recording today why didn't they just wait till tomorrow <laughs> well uh, that's because all of the specs have been leaked <laughs> oh well that's true too yeah. yeah and i mean ultimately i don't know i feel like for the hardcore iphone people out there unless you specifically care about oh man gotta have the next iphone this this release is kind of a flop it's not really that great and there are a lot of tech blogs and people online talking about skipping this update and waiting until next year when it'll be the 10th anniversary of the iphone because that's when everyone's thinking they're going to release you know the heavy hitters yeah but i mean pretty much at this point if you've been on the internet then you probably know the specs of the new iphone 7 uh the headphone jack is going to be removed pretty sure we talked about that last week they're you know doubling up the leds on the flash they're supposed to not be starting with a 16 gig model just little very very small things it's still un unconfirmed as to whether or not they will be removing the physical home button and swapping in like a capacitive one or a 3d touch one but we'll find out in less than 24 hours yeah i mean we're going to be doing a live stream while they're doing that live stream so (laughs) check in for that yeah we'll be live streaming from outside the apple store while we wait in line live streaming reactions to the (laughs) and we can be we can have a video of being that person that gets the phone first and then drops it on the ground (laughs) (laughs) yes i love those videos like the videos that are like uh people have like the harry potter releases and they're driving by and they're like spoiling things total (laughs) douchebags but i think those videos are funny yeah uh 
what in in less boring phone news because who cares about the iphone 7 the yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well even not that much i don't know it's yeah. it's, it's disappointing but another disappointment <laughs> talking about oh, more disappointments man. with phones Google. This week on the disappointment train. <laughs> yeah. Last, or last week. Yeah, last week in disappointments. Um, Google <sighs> is probably not going to be calling the new the new Nexus devices Marlin and Selfish. They're supposed to be, well, potentially branding them as under their Pixel line, which if you know which, anything about that is it's overpriced. <laughs> which really crushes my dreams of ever owning a Nexus. So, yeah. <laughs> It's the. Uh, it may be the end of the line for for Nexus Nexi Nexus devices. Ne- Nexi, yeah, yeah. So it looks like so HTC is making the phones this year, which I find so. very amazing because the Google Nexus One was made by HTC. So we've come full circle. Yeah. So they, they started the Nexus line with HTC, and now they're starting the Pixel line with HTC. So, um, what does it mean for it to be a Pixel phone? Tell me. Um, well, Google's previous Pixel products are like their their Pixel C Chromebook. They, I, I believe, they have a tablet that might be the Pixel C. They've and never had a Pixel phone, have they? No, not yet. But essentially, it seems like they're kind of trying to target that that premium like MacBook, iPhone people kind of target audience with these devices because like they have a Chromebook. I don't know how much you know about chrome os but it's not necessarily the most full-fledged operating system and they have a chromebook that granted has a larger screen and it has a touch screen but it's in excess of a thousand dollars and you're not really getting i don't know you're not really getting much value out of it It, whereas you could spend we're not even going to make the build a desktop argument you could spend a thousand dollars on a much much far better laptop than a chromebook so People are getting a little nervous with them, you know, changing this to being pixel branding with them doing this whole like premium feel. You know how like with an Apple product, like with a MacBook, you, you're you not only buying the computer because it's got that amount of money in specs. You're kind of paying that Apple tax and you're paying because it's premium aluminum and all this other stuff. That's, yeah. that's what they're kind of people are starting to get kind of worried that that's what's going to yeah. happen with the pixel phones. Hmm. Well, man, so they're not releasing a Nexus phone this year. Yeah, maybe. Like, rumored. It's rumored. Yeah. But there is a date now, October the 4th. Oh, that's not far away. No, not not very. They're, I don't know, maybe they are waiting until after the iPhone. I know they usually wait until after the iPhone, but it kind of feels smart, like... Smart, though. Yeah, I was going to say, it feels like they might be waiting because you know wait wait for that hype train to die down a little bit wait for that hype yeah. train to get into the station then release your phone <laughs> right yeah smart business definitely yeah no new no new specs or anything like that released just the fact yeah. that they're going to be calling potentially going to be calling it pixel huh well very interesting and potentially releasing a 4k chromecast which this is I'm like, I feel like I should have eased, definitely done this earlier because I'm like deep in here now. I'm like reading about this stuff. I'm like, oh man, wait, we're we, we're doing a podcast. Oh crap! This is the first <laughs> time. That's the first I've heard that it's going to be called a pixel. Oh really? So, See, yeah, that was I'm, supposed to I'm be behind. a little. Oh, that was supposed to be a little zinger, a little bit surprised. Yeah, well, it zinged me. <laughs> <laughs> I got. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I I opened the the page, but then I was like, I'll I'll wait and I'll wait for it. And then you told me, I was like, oh no. Yeah. No. So yeah, um, that's a little disappointing, but 
you know, I'll just cry about it after the show's over. No yeah. one wants to hear that. Well, I mean, you always, <laughs> have, you always have the current generation of Nexus devices. They're not Yeah, but I don't, I don't like any of them particularly. Really? Not really, no. I mean, what, you got the, what's the most recent, the 6P? Yeah, the 6P and the 5X. How big is the 6P? Come on, remember, I have manlet arms, manlet hands. It's, I believe, 5.7 and the 5X. Oof, that is big. Well, the 5X was the smaller one. Yeah, but I heard it had some issues. I don't know. I'll, we'll we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's that's sad to hear. But I guess yeah. I mean, so, things change. So it is. Yeah, you live, you lose. Yeah, <laughs> you live, you lose. <laughs> Much like the rest of my life. Disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of the Chromecast for watching Netflix, you were talking about a Bill Nye Netflix show. Yeah. So, um, really, I just wanted to talk about the fact that um, Bill Nye is such a interesting character but yeah if you haven't heard bill nye's got a new science show coming to netflix uh so netflix is trying to get every single uh sort of show onto their streaming uh service yeah because this is like the second uh specifically science show i I believe that'll be netflix netflix exclusive um i think i read that that could be totally bullshit but uh i think that's the truth the truth um not that obviously Netflix has a lot of other science shows. I just don't think I don't know if they're Netflix specific shows. Right. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, I don't. I don't even know if what, what the last show he did. Uh, the last Net, the last Bill Nye show that I ever watched was back in like uh, you know the Science Guy show. You know back yeah. in those days. Um, I don't think he's done another show in a long time. Not that yeah. I know of. Yeah, he hasn't. I'm looking. I'm looking it up now. I'm fact <laughs> checking myself. So you don't have to. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's definitely cool. I mean, you know, we all. I definitely have some nostalgia for watching those uh, Bill Nye shows back in the day. You know, anytime your your teacher had a hangover, pop that Bill Nye show in. And yeah. What a rip! Yeah. <laughs> Watch that. <laughs> Entertain the children. Well. Yeah. See, my only. I feel like the strange part about this whole <laughs> this re re coming of Bill Nye is that it kind of all feels like it's based on the nostalgia. Yeah. I mean, when you were a kid watching his his uh his show, you kind of took it as fact, like he had some right. kind of authority. And I'm not saying that he was wrong, but you kind of, you know, maybe respected him for informing you about these things that you would have no knowledge of so it kind of feels like after that you know he went on this hiatus sabbatical whatever and now he's back <laughs> and he's kind of just like trying to feed off that nostalgia like remember me guys i you know this is something totally unrelated but uh when when you're a kid i don't know if this happened to you but i feel like all adults were just like really old you always just assumed an adult was like your parents age or yeah. like ad- old so, like, I guess when I grew up, I didn't realize... Bill Nye was pretty young when he did the Science Guy show. Yeah, no, I didn't, uh, I didn't either. Because, like, think about that. The, the Bill Nye the Science Guy aired... Uh, in, it started in 1993. That was 20 years ago. Over 20 years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, he wasn't, like, super-duper young when right. he did it. He was 40, but still, I always thought, like, he was, you know much older he looks good for a 60 year old is what oh, i'm yeah. trying to say <laughs> most definitely he looks pretty good uh, he's he's always been like a tall lanky awkward looking dude but yeah. guys help yeah <laughs> help the awkwardness but yeah i'm i'm gonna check that out um 
and it's not coming out till 2017. So you got to wait a year. Yeah. Or at least, at least you have to wait four or five months. Uh, oh, I, yeah, no. I don't think it. It says spring 2017. So you know. Okay, not not too terrible. I would not definitely horrible. check it out too. I mean, especially if you already have Netflix, what do you have to lose besides time? <laughs> yeah, and we have plenty of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are, uh, speaking of time, we are running close here, so we're going to move our, we're going to keep you interested on listening to the next episode. We're going to move our, um, our, what is it called, uh, Jackson Hole Town Square in that yeah. whole, that whole happening, because technically that would be considered this week on the internet, and that's not the name of this show. <laughs> so we're uh, moving that to next week. Skip that. Who yeah. cares about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might not even talk about it at all. So <laughs> uh, it's honestly a pretty boring story. Let's yeah. talk about my exciting story. I've been legit waiting on my hands this whole episode trying to get to this story. So please introduce it to us. All right. So we're going to potentially have this start off a new segment that we're going to call Old Man Yells at Cloud. <laughs> and essentially in these types of segments, we're going to talk about a controversial topic that may have some kind of, you know, split where it's occurring with boomers and us younger folk if we can even consider ourselves young anymore so the gawker blog if you will i'm not sure what you want to call this this place but um jezebel is more uh, a blog aimed towards women's interest pieces and i recently found a piece on their website about the hot hotly released game no man's sky and the can title we, can we uh link Oh yeah, the, we can we can put. Uh, we'll oh, yeah, we're gonna link. We'll, we'll put links we'll in link, the description, yeah. like we're on YouTube. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. get demonetized for talking about this. But <laughs> oh, bring the full circle. <laughs> but I recently found a, a little article on their their blog called. The title of it is "Why Isn't It Called No Woman's Sky." So, it's barely an article. It's almost yeah, like a tweet. It's, it's such a short thing. It actually made me kind of upset. Not the not even based on just like the premise. Not even like the title just made me angry. It was more the fact that I wanted I actually wanted someone to present me with an argument. And there isn't there, one. There's none. Yeah. You were triggered. It's it's disappointing. So I'll just go ahead. It's not very long. I'll go ahead and read the whole little short blurb. For those of you who have spent the last week wondering why Jezebel has not yet published a review of the long-awaited PC console game No Man's Sky, allow us to explain ourselves. We find the name of this first-person space travel game to be distasteful, offensive, and shamelessly anti-feminist. Jezebel will not be reviewing or even playing No Man's Sky. In a game that claims to take place inside an infinite, procedurally generated galaxy, there should be more than enough room for equality. So let's talk about that. So yeah, let's talk about that. Um, So part of me wants to believe, and I really, I, I still, I still think it is. I feel like this article is very sarcastic i don't get on jezebel very often and i honestly have strange thoughts about you for finding this article in the first place <laughs> deep concerns we need to talk about that later i don't, but, um, I don't in a new jezebel segment called jake talks to Fonz. are you okay man <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i really feel like it's a sarcastic article like it just the fact that it's so short and like also i didn't know that jezebel did video game reviews see that's, i thought they left that up to kotaku yeah that's where see that's that's where the triggering began and i feel like they just used this clickbait title so that you know 
maybe when someone's googling no man's sky this will show up and i also feel like see that's how i came to the conclusion that you came to where this is supposed to be sarcastic or kind of like a troll is because there actually is no article but like you've already clicked you're already on the website so they're trying to you know get that that readership up and right that's the other thing that kind of made me feel like it was a troll because they were like you're wondering why we haven't published a review of the game yet and it's like no i wasn't wondering that i wasn't wondering no no, i wasn't i Uh, i would go to kotaku for that because that's kind of what they do (laughs) honestly i really when i'm trying to make a conclusion i really feel like it is sarcastic but i mean if it's real let's pretend it's real for a second uh what the hell what (laughs) and it's not even it's not even coming down to a problem with See, I feel like the reason that you get, you just get, your jimmies get rustled is not even because you're like, okay, I have, you know, I'm that old curmudgeon that has a problem with feminist or progressive thinking. It's not even that. It's the fact that you started off this, you know, you presented me with this title. So I'm expecting you to maybe enlighten my, pers- like my views on someone else's perspective. And Please tell me why my cis brain is wrong. Yeah, and it's scum. not here. It's just not here. I want it so badly, and it's not I do, there. too. I want to be told why I'm wrong. I have a weird fetish for that. But. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then, so the other major issue that I have with it is you don't actually ever see your character in the game. So there's no evidence to say that it's not a man or a woman or an alien race. You don't know. You So yeah. it's there's we could go on for hours it's it's a troll it has to be a troll and i'm pretty sure it's a troll yeah i mean if it's not maybe it's just like my male cisgender brain just blocking it out because it's too hard for me to understand um with that being said i just thought of a new segment called is this a troll yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the segment that comes right after old man yells at cloud is is this a troll am (laughs) i being trolled (laughs) yeah that's when we backtrack on all of our controversial opinion that happened in old in old man yells at cloud and then just kind of become an apologist and say that we were trolling (laughs) and they were trolling (laughs) (laughs) everyone's i I always assume on the internet everyone's trolling yeah We let we let the listeners get all that rage out with yeah. old man yells at cloud, and then we we lighten it up with is this a troll? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, that was um, last week on the internet. Thanks for listening. Uh, feel free to hit that subscribe like yeah. button. <laughs> be sure, be we are sure. trying to make that money. Yeah, uh, be sure to smash that like button. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell your friends and yeah. your mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> and don't let and, YouTube demonetize us. And really, thanks, mom and dad, for listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks uh, to those two listeners. We see you out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, check us out next week where we're going to be jumping back into, we gave a little bit of a tease, but we're going to be talking about Project Aura. Yeah. Aura? Aura. Aura. Aura, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>